This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin. You're tuned in to the show that explores the narratives of historical landmarks and places in the Klang Valley. In this episode, we're going to be looking at Old Klang Road or Jalan Klang Lama. Jalan Klang Lama or Old Klang Road is reported to be one of the oldest roads that was built to connect the capital to Klang. While the road no longer serves that purpose as it has been replaced with the Federal Highway, it is worth looking back at what life was like once upon a time without the highway. Our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa joins us to share the history of the road. I've read in, in you know on the internet and things like that that it says oh you know Old Klang Road is the oldest federal road in KL. I don't really know that much about federal roads, but I will say that you know Old Klang Road used to be called Klang Road, uh, and the reason why it used to be called Klang Road was it was the road that led to Klang. And uh, at some point, if you remember, I think we talked about this in an episode some time ago. But you know, Klang, the relationship between Klang and KL in the in the mid 19th century, when people used to want to come to mine for tin or do other businesses in this area they would come from Klang which was the developed town it was you know the mouth of the river it was um, built up already it was the royal capital and they would move well it became the royal capital it was still you know in that area between Kuala Selangor area and then it moved to Banda and Jugra, then it finally moved uh, to Klang and um, as the royal um, seat. Yeah, and uh, but in order to come uh, the way into to come west, oh no, sorry, to come east, right? What are you doing? You're moving east. Yes, you're moving east from Klang toward Kuala Lumpur along the Klang River. You were going upstream, which means you're kind of like battling. You're battling the river, uh, and so it would take quite a long time to go up by boat. So you would take a boat and then to shorten it slightly, you would get off the boat at um, an area that they call, this is apocryphal, right? Stories about an area called Damansara, Batutiga. Batutiga is real, eh? Damansara is real. You could go by road. And the road would then travel and you would travel on horse or cart or whatever and you would travel across and Damansara Road ended up um, in Brickfields what is now Brickfields and so that connection was there and you would be able to make that journey in a slightly shorter time than if you were on the river but if you kept on the, if you were going downstream that is from Kuala Lumpur to Klang because you're going with the flow of the water you know, it's it's obviously much faster and you would be floating your tin and your tin, uh, t- you know, whatever you have um, mined down toward Klang for export or for shipment wherever. But back to the, the, the river side. So Klang was a really, really important to Kuala Lumpur and the development of Kuala Lumpur. The mines were here. The mines were in KL, the mines or around Kuala Lumpur. There were mines toward Kajang, there were mines to Sungai Bursi, there were mines up in Ampang, there were mines in Batu, you know, this whole... What is the mines resort? Were huge mines. 
And those which have been turned into a development, you know, which has exploited, you know, made use of uh, the, the old mining pools. Similarly, Sunway, you know, what is the Sunway area? There were mines there. And so tin, which was a really important commodity, and made the place economically viable and people would want to come. And, and so you, the Tauke, would send your miners la, to come and work your mines and reap the benefits of the tin that was, um, you know, found. And you would then need to, you know, as KL developed in toward the turn of the uh, end of the, the late 19th century into the early 20th century, um, and there was the rail, which was formed, which was uh, set up, the railroad, because in order for you to travel by boat, it took three days up. If you could uh, come by train, it would just cut your journey, you know, into a half a day. I mean, it was just just so much more efficient. And of course, so you built a railway and the railway was built in for economic reasons to be able to export or to be able to shift the tin or uh, much more efficiently. Uh, but obviously, it also became a means of transport, you know, for, for moving people around, up and down, west, east and west, uh, between Klang and KL. And then, of course, you know, you also had roads which were formed because the miners would want to, would need to find a path and they would not be able to go by river because the river became too shallow once you came to the confluence of the River Klang and the River Gomba, which we now see today as the confluence of the KL, you know, and the whole story about the establishment of the Kuala Lumpur and the confluence of the two rivers and, and that romantic story. Uh, it's a beautiful story, but, you know, the miners would land there or anybody coming from Klang would need to land there. There was a landing area. There were landing areas all along, but that was the last of the main landing ports because you would need to get off there. To go upstream, further upstream, the water became too shallow. So you would make roads, you would cut pathways. And they wouldn't be what we see today as roads that, you know, big highways and metalled roads. And they would be paths, right? So there were paths going to Pudu, where the mines were. There were roads going to Batu, where the mines were. There were roads going to Ampang, where the mines were. So again, you know, you, you if you think about, you know, Jalan Ampang, Jalan Ampang is an old, is follows what the old road was. And the old road was this path, Batu Road, which is now called Jalan Twanku Abdul Rahman, of course, led up to the, those mines. Uh, Jalan Pudu would have led to the mines in Pudu. Jalan Sungai Bursi would have led to the mines in Sumai Basi, uh, Jalan Pataling would have led to the mines in, in Pataling. And beyond that, you needed to then find a way to connect by road or by other means, uh, not just rail. When vehicles became more available or more accessible, other vehicles, between Klang and KL, and that was Klang Road, because the road, that's why it's called Klang Road, because it was the road that eventually led you to Klang. So the old, what is now called Old Klang Road is, well, you know, the Federal Highway came about in the 1960s. 
and you didn't really need. And then that became really a more a straighter path toward between a connection between KL and Klang. And so the road kind of became left or less traversed. And it was then renamed Old Klang Road, you know, Jalan Klang Lama. And it's very typical, I think, of the way a lot of roads were named. You know, you, you they name they're named after a destination. They may be named after an event. They may be named after a person. In this particular case, it was named after a destination because you would end up in Klang, traversing what would have been this part of KL or it would have been the outskirts, you know, going toward Kuchai Lama, going toward, you know, Batutiga, and eventually ending up in Klang. So, yeah, that's kind of like part of the story. I think uh, Jalan Klang Lama now is much, I'm not going to say shorter, but it, it's not, you know, it's, you know, only a certain number of kilometres. You you kind of like imagine that we, we see Jalan Klang Lama on current maps as starting in and around uh, where the Mid-Valley development is and ending somewhere uh, near PJ as it enters uh, Pataling Jaya. So that's the area that we now refer to as Jalan Klang Lama. So that's kind of like a little bit on the street itself. It's really changed its character. It used to be quite... It, I think it really started to develop in the 1960s in terms of with the housing estates. Once the housing estates, um, Taman Desa, uh, OUG, Taman OUG, you know, these ones that popped up, more and more people started living in this area, a little bit close to the city, but not in the city directly in the in the main city and um, so you know the populations because of the housing estate the residential population turned up but grew the residential population grew but the you know the character of the place was always like a little bit industrial you know a little bit um, there used to be a sawmill on that road where the Pearl condominium or the Pearl hotel is and if you look at who the developer of the Pearl is, the developer is a timber company. They, they used to have a timber yard and, you know, it, it, you couldn't do that kind of work in, in the city anymore. And so you convert it and you develop it. And, and that's what you have. So the Pearl used to be a sawmill, a timber yard. The only two really original or traditional trades I see, there may be more, but I kind of remember... Um, from a long time ago, which still, you know, which I still go to in KL. Uh, one is the old market, which is the wet market. And people who don't go to it curse and swear because, you know, parking is hither to the, uh, there's always, you know, in the, in the main market hours, which is the morning hours, you know, people are double parked, triple parked. Um, you know, it's always a bit of a mess getting around it and navigating, even though the street is really wide there now but you're still navigating a little bit of lawlessness when it comes to you know traffic management right and that market i haven't seen it uh in the last well year and a half you know since the lockdown i don't really know what's happening and whether it's still able to operate 
But there were plans by DBKL, I think, to redevelop that area on which the market stands into some kind of a mixed development, whether they were going to allow a wet market to continue, I don't know. Um, that, that it, There were no real reports on whether they were going to allow it to continue or not, or, or continue in a different form. They said yes, probably, but you know there was nothing firmed up. So I don't know what the plans are for it now. But it's nice to have an old market in a particular area because what it demonstrates, I think, is that there is a local population, a local community, and it's a very vibrant market. I mean, it's really busy, you know, very popular. And that demonstrates that actually there is a local community that still uses it, you know, that that lives in the area and, and for which it services. So so markets, markets that are alive and, and, and vibrant um, are a reflection of the people around them, I think. And that, that's always an indicator. It's always a nice indicator that there is a community that, that is living around. Uh, there are still older houses that are off of Old Clang Road. And what is nice, I suppose if you think about it, in that area, you have a number of streets, the older streets, called like Jalan Jugra or Jalan Banda or uh, Jalan uh, Banting, you know, Jalan... Morib. And all of these places are, are places that, that are in and around, I mean, are from Selangor, and in and around the Klang area. Or you, or you will meet, you know, when you're going west. So, so some of the streets were named, really, partly because this road, Klang Road, was um, this link between KL and Klang. And that really is part of the story of the place, which I, I think we kind of forget. We use the federal highway now, and so for us, that is the main thoroughfare. We don't really think about the connection of Old Klang Road or Klang Road with, you know, the relationship between KL and Klang and how each one, each of them, you know, fed off of each other in terms of development, uh, that they're really close uh, economic and symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I, I find that quite interesting. But I think maybe to a certain extent, uh, by retaining the name Jalan Klang, albeit with that additional... Uh, Lama. Uh, Lama, yeah. Lama <laughs> yeah. there, it sort of like helped people to at least remember that once upon a time, that was the main Jalan. I don't know. I do, right? I do people actually remember that? I mean, people just, you know, say, okay, oh, Klang Road. You know what I mean? Because... There is, you know, Clang Gates, there's Clang Ridge, you know, things like that. And so do you actually, do people who wouldn't, who, older generation, who would have, before the Federal Highway came up, in order to drive to Clang, you would have used this way. Uh, it was a much more, uh, it, was, it wasn't a straight road, lah, right? I mean, it, you know, you meandered uh, through other townships or, or areas um, were, it was the outskirts of KL it wasn't really in the center of KL I mean you know imagine there was an abattoir that was there there was you know like I said sawmill that was there so it was not it wasn't city center right it was edges of the town and so I suppose the houses on the the rise um, near Sapute 
would the older houses that would have been prevalent already in the 1930s and 40s and 50s. But, you know, by the time you get into Tamandesa and Taman Oyuji, uh, you will get those which are, you're looking at things which maybe, you know, date back to the 1970s and later, right? And even up to now, they're still developing. There's still new buildings coming up. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah? I mean, development is, is not a bad thing. It's just that whether the character of the old place, what memories of it, and I think that I said, like, the market is one of the connections. But that's kind of like, well, I, I don't know what the outcome of that will be eventually, you know, what City Hall will decide. Yeah, but it's also interesting that at least you have all these little residential areas that grow out of the area, right? Because with the development of Federal Highway, it sort of like gave the space a different kind of vibe these days, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that, that, that you know, I think it's because it's the proximity to KL is really there. It, it's so accessible to PJ, La, you know, Federal Highway, you know, all the different, the different, you want to go uh, south, you know, uh, you, you're right there, you know, you want to go, you, you like for you, you know, if you lived on Old Clang Road, for you to get to, um, get on the road, you know, and going south to Malacca is very quick you are literally, it's around the corner, you know, and then you're already on your way home. So it, it's it's very connected. It's really connected. And if you look at the relationship of Old Clang Road, Lonnie Road, there is the river that runs somewhere there that goes toward Clang, the Clang River. These are all things that really link back to the story of KL. And I think that when, when, when I said, you know, um, I wonder how many people actually make that connection. It's there, but whether we make it or not, because if the story is not told, we don't know. We just think it's a name, you know, which is why names are really quite important because they do tell us some things and retaining the name. So like Saiputra, for example, you know, Lonnie Road, which used to be, like I said, this one big long straight road that you could run, you could ride, uh, race uh, a mile on, you know, um, with your motorbike. Why is it called uh, Jalan Said Putra? You know, I would have thought that maybe they could have called it Jalan Tonku Said Putra because um, it, it was named after, it was renamed after Tonku Said Putra, who was the Raja Perlis when he became Agung. Because, of course, the palace was right there. So you name a major thoroughfare or you rename a major thoroughfare, you know, after a personality at that point of time, right? So so that's kind of, you know, in the changing of the road names in the, um, because there was a, a, a period of time where a lot of the road names were changed from, the older road names were changed uh, that had been named after, you know, colonial, the colonial period personalities. And then they were localized, so to speak, yeah? Uh, in the independent nation, in the new, in not the new, it wasn't so new at that time, you know, by, by the 70s. But, you know, in the spirit of patriotism and, and nationalism, um, you know, you rename uh, because you, you want to claim a history. It's great that they've retained the name Clang Road. 
you know, and, and stuck the old there, of course, because it was the old road to Clang. I mean, it is very naming. It is very descriptive of what it is. There's nothing, you know, I, I'm not actually against the fact that they've added the word Lama to it because it is, that was the way you used to have to travel to Clang using this road. So that was the, the Jalan Lama as opposed to the Jalan Baru, which is, you know, the federal highway. Can, can you still get to Klang using that road? Like, can it be considered like a Jalan Dalam kind of thing? Like Jalan, Jalan what's, what's the term that people use? Is it Jalan Tikos to actually get yeah. to Klang? <laughs> I'll bet you can. I'll bet you can. Um, I haven't done it. I haven't done it. So I don't know for a fact. But uh, certainly it is connected. Uh, but you might, you know, there might there may be some detours, you know, that kind of thing where you may have to, there may be one Lenchongan here or there because, you know, something else might have popped up in between. But certainly it's not, how do I put it, very often when a road is there, the road is never thrown away. You don't, you don't, they, these are not things you, I'm going to say thrown away. You don't undo, you can straighten roads, right? But you don't usually undo these paths. Because these pathways made sense. They were built there, constructed there for very particular reasons. And they would have been, it would have been a very sensible reason, a very rational reason. You know, um, you would cut a path that led you somewhere to make sure that, that it would be the safest path, it would be the quickest path, it would be the most expedient path, given the obstacles that were in the way. And, you know, before, you know, major technology that helps us cut through like tunnels yeah or cut through our highways that cut through hills and mountains we would follow the valleys we would follow the natural contours of a place and when you have these old roads that follow these contours it evokes a particular spirit of uh, what it was before and it reminds you of things past at least me um, so I kind of like that. One day I will try uh, and chari that route that you talk about. When we are able to traverse borders, okay? Yes. You jalan with your moto, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, we can go together. You know, when things ease up and uh, we're not in this lockdown phase. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and this week our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardoza joined us to talk about Jalan Klang Lama or Old Klang Road. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharuddin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9 The Business Station Thank you for listening to this podcast To find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes BFM 89.9 The Business Station